Hi everyone, Gary Tester from Catholic Charities. And this is Father Anthony, the chaplain at Catholic Charities. Welcome, Father Anthony. And joining us today is Kevin Johnson, who is the executive director of Bishop Grady Villas. We're here to talk today about the ministries of Bishop Grady Villas and the beautiful work that is done there with folks with developmental disabilities. Kevin, welcome. Thank you. Father. I've missed you. Oh, you know, I mean, it's it's been a long time. It has. So so that I didn't even remember what to do. <laughs> well, that happens. Don't oh, worry about it. I'll coach you okay. through. Okay, it must be my age or something. Yeah, or the pressures of just doing oh, this podcast. Yeah. They are intense. Oh, very much so, you know, very much. So, okay, here, now let's do this. How about if we start with a prayer, and then let's have you do a meditation somehow relating back to the work being done at Bishop Grady Villas, and then we'll punt to Kevin and he can handle the rest. Okay, good. So, so as always, we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to have a short reading, and then a reflection, then a prayer. And the reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 8, verses 2 and 3. And then a leper approached And Jesus spoke to him. He responded, Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him, and said, I will do it. Be made clean. This reading, I think, is just a little hint as to what happens at Bishop Grady Villas. Because very much we tend to look at certain persons and think that they are lepers. Persons who we should avoid at all costs. But that is not what Jesus wants us to do. Jesus wants us to reach out and to touch everyone. And I believe that in a very special way, the ministry that is done at Bishop Grady Villas is one of reaching out and touching people and showing them the face of Jesus. So let us pray. Help us, O God, to see the wounds of our brothers and sisters who are denied their dignity. May we refrain from judgment and envy toward others. Enable us to accept the good in every person. It is time to bear the weaknesses and struggles of our brothers and sisters. Let us help others escape the doubt that causes them to fall into despair. May the flesh of your Son, visible in the tortured, the scourged, the malnourished, and the exiled, be acknowledged, touched, and cared for by us. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Father, that was excellent because I don't think we often think of folks with developmental disabilities in that way. And yet there's a reality that I think the unspoken thought process, Kev, is that Oftentimes, we're intimidated by individuals with developmental disabilities. We don't know how to interact with them. And so even though our intent isn't to shun them, we shy away from them, which in essence becomes a shunning. Mm. So we're thrilled that you're here today. Share with us a little bit, if you will, about what Bishop Grady Villas does, and then let's really delve into your view, if you will, of those wonderful folks you get to work with. Sure. Thank you. Well, Bishop Grady Villas provides residential, transition, employment, and vocational development supports to people with developmental disabilities. The main program that is associated with us is our residential program where we serve 48 individuals who live at our assisted living community in St. Cloud. Those services are wraparound 24-hour supports that are supervised by you know nursing personnel and our professional team of supports. We have direct support professionals who assist the people we serve 
with being as independent as possible while also being supported in the areas where they might need support. So we have residents who are working on the community. We have those who are developing vocational skills to get ready to work on the community. And then we have some who are at that retirement age. So we have a range from 18 to 67. Uh, wow. Yeah. So for a minute, give us a sense of, um, I know you. I know it's not easy because it's, it's stereotyping, but if we, if you were to describe for the listener the typical Bishop Grady assisted living facility resident, what's that person like? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to to use that yeah. typical term, but it's traditionally somebody who you know needs support for their activities of daily living. They might need some assistance with personal hygiene, supervision, making sure that you know they're safe in the community. Individuals who need help with coordinating their schedule managing their medication. They need some guidance, basically. But, you know, they're very much an individual person just like all of us. So they have, you know, their interests, their their special talents and abilities. And the staff, their job is to really discover who that person is and then to help them flourish as much as possible to bring out those natural gifts that they're, you know, those God-given gifts that they have so that they can continue to grow and then share those. So how do you find persons like this? Where, where do they come from? We have a uh, you know, variety of referral sources. Many of the people that came to Bishop Grady Villas were previously students at Morningstar Catholic School here in College Park, which is the diocese special needs school. Others found out about us through entities like Catholic Charities or through the state agencies who both license us and we contract to provide services. And then many are just looking for that Catholic residential environment for their loved one with developmental disability. And so, you know, they found us through Google searches or other, you know, word of mouth. Do you have to be Catholic to come to Bishop Grady Villas? No, we serve people of all faiths and there's no requirement that our residents be Catholic. Many of them happen to be, mm -hmm. and many of them are very involved at St. Thomas Aquinas Parish next door, just because of the proximity and the relationship we have. But, you know, we have, we have residents who are Jewish, who come from different Protestant traditions and in other faiths as well. Awesome. So, you know, Father, I'm, I'm thinking about the idea that, and Kevin, I, I wonder if I'm a parent of someone with developmental disabilities. I mean, you said the oldest is 67. Mm -hmm. Why would a family want their loved one to live at Bishop Grady Villas as opposed to being home with me where I know I can take care of them and I get to know them personally and, and understand the struggles they have, the victories they have. What, why Bishop Grady Villas? I think our earliest parents were at that point where they were transitioning in life and they could no longer provide that care. And they were concerned about the future when they knew they wouldn't be able to provide the care that their loved one needed. So those, you know, were at that point where they were trying to make sure that they had secured a future for their loved one. I think a lot of younger families are seeking these types of services because they realize their loved one wants to have their own life. They don't, they, they see their bro brothers and sisters, you know, go to college, mm -hmm. move into their own places, start their own families. And they want that experience just like sure. others. And so they have decided to be more proactive in seeking that type of opportunity for their loved one so that they can really flourish. And, and it's amazing once they move into that level of independence they just start to blossom. And, you know, it's it's a gift to be part of that, to be able to enable that. 
And sometimes it's shocking to their family because they will come back. They're ready to bring them home for the weekend or a holiday. And their loved one says, no, I want to stay here at my home. And that Aww. that first time can be very uh, traumatic. traumatic. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So how independent are they really? So we have some who are pretty independent. They're able to manage their own schedule to a degree. They might just need some basic reminders. And then we have others who need pretty intense support. Some of those who are not able to communicate verbally, who can't express exactly what their needs are, and we have to help them communicate that in other ways. Uh, we have residents who are also blind, who experience a developmental disability, but are also blind or have another physical disability. So they need more support in showering or completing those activities of daily living and getting around. So it's, it's quite a range, actually. Uh, the one area where we're not currently able to really support individuals at the assisted living community at this time is if they're intense behavioral individuals who need intense behavioral supports or any kind of reactive strategies is what it's called. Those individuals wouldn't meet criteria. And there's also some individuals who might be more medically complex and they may not meet the assisted living criteria as well. So that's that's a state criteria that we have to meet those requirements before somebody is admitted. But with what you have described, it seems like it's a 24-7 kind of operation. It is. So, yep, absolutely. 24 hours, you know, awake staff at all times, and we're going every day of the year. <laughs> you really are. And, and I've had the privilege of, of being out at Bishop Grady a number of times. You know, the residents give a great tour. And I think one of the things that people don't appreciate, Kevin, is when you say that we have folks who are really pretty independent, I mean, they're independent to the, to the point where they're working in the community steadily. They're taking their own transportation in terms of public transportation. Uh, they're, they're out and about. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the beauty of the location that the diocese chose for Bishop Grady Villas. We're within walking distance from the public transportation bus route. We are within proximity to, obviously, as I said, St. Thomas Aquinas, mm -hmm. but then also Planet Fitness is right in the neighboring uh, shopping center. On the other end of the spectrum, they have Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks, which many of our <laughs> residents <laughs> frequent quite a bit. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Walmart and different restaurants sure. and things like that. So, sure. you know, it's it's a great environment for those who are able to be as independent as they can and, and safely. We can encourage that. But for those who need support, we, you know, we have some residents who only go off property with other residents right. because they've decided that's that safety net they sure. need. And then others who only go off property with staff support as well. Father, it's it's really a remarkable yes, place to visit. I, I've had one visit there, you know, oh, back in 2016, uh, you know, for the year of mercy. I felt that that was something that I should do since you are carrying out a work of mercy there. They you sure know? are. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable. And now, Kevin, over the years, you've how long have you been there? I have been there uh, 15 years now. Golly. Yeah. Oh. He's only 18, folks. So, <laughs> so, so he's been there since he was three. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've grown a tremendous ministry in terms of supporting individuals who are living at home. And then they're now engaged with Bishop Grady, which was not part of the original ministry, as I understand it. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. So one of the areas that we're really proud of is the employment supports that we've developed. And those have even grown beyond those initial services which were designed to provide adults who are living in their family home or in their own supported living setting with supports to get jobs and, and maintain those jobs. Those grew into uh, what we call our transition services, which includes 
Project Search, one of the newer programs that we've developed that we're really excited about. At, at this time, we're partnering with Seminole County Public Schools and Osceola County Public Schools. We have three work locations. It's uh, the Gaylord Palms in Osceola County and mm-hmm. Kissimmee, uh, Advent Health Altamont Springs, and then the Hilton Orlando at Altamont Springs. Those three sites provide internship opportunities for students who are in their last year of high school, students with developmental disabilities or other disabilities where they are needing more intense supports to transition from high school to you know, their adulthood. Those services provide them with three different internship opportunities in a variety of the departments at those mm-hmm. locations. And by the end of that year, we place them in com- competitive employment opportunities. It's a great program because individuals who are placed in employment by the end of their high school experience are you know, statistically so much more likely to be successful and to really start a career path as opposed to many people with developmental disabilities who unfortunately graduate to sheltered workshops. I was just going to say, that, that's, the, that's the model that you're moving beyond. Right, exactly. Or unfortunately, even many, because of funding limitations, are graduating to a life on the couch, you know, where they yeah. don't have that opportunity to have a meaningful life and to share those gifts that, you know, these individuals really have to share with their communities. Right. Right. Well, it's, it's um, incredible. How many uh, clients are served right now in your community-based programs? In our employment programs, including Project Search, annually we serve an additional 230 wow. or more individuals. So 48 mm-hmm. residents on campus, 230 plus out campus. And then there are at least considerations for expanding the, the um, assisted living facility operations. Yes. So we're currently evaluating our ability to expand at the current campus. We have, there was an original master plan that had a phase two and we're at that point where we're ready to really explore that as an option and the board's uh, looking at that very closely. Uh, we're not ready to announce anything yet, sure. but it, we're but getting it, pretty close. And, and you know, Father, one of the things that um, is really amazing is, Kevin, how, how long is your waiting list? We have over 150 individuals on the wait list really? for the residential program. Cool. We do. Yeah. And if, if you think about this in terms of, of families and, and the hesitancy to trust someone else to, to care for their loved one, we now have a program that promotes their independence, um, promotes their involvement in the community, and the waiting list grows, mm-hmm. which I think is just a huge testament to the board and the staff. Another angle that I think is absolutely critical to consider when we talk about Bishop Grady Villas is, Father Anthony, in your opening reflection, you mentioned that we might help the residents at Bishop Grady to see the face of Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm very much aware of the fact that there are a lot of folks who work with Bishop Grady Villas who say that they see the face of Christ in the folks that you serve. Exactly. The people we serve are some of the most welcoming, loving, caring individuals that you will ever meet. Anybody who comes and tours Bishop Grady Villas is no stranger (laughs) from the moment they walk on campus. (laughs) That is true. They are immediately welcomed and affirmed. And, you know, that elegance and that simple gift of faith and welcoming is is inspiring. And so, you know, for many who come to Bishop Grady Villas with the idea that I'm going to teach individuals to become more independent, once they experience the ministry, they realize this is their opportunity to learn about true faith mm. in, you know, trusting God and each other and to grow in that bond of community. So it's 
it's amazing and it's a blessing. And that's, you know, the reason why when I started my career uh, as a, a live-in group home right. uh, parent, it was that experience that transformed me and wanted, you know, and I decided to make a career out of serving people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. It, they teach us so much at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really the blessing of being part of this ministry. We're always very happy when we have the priest convocation. We always have, you know, all to serve us from there, come and be with us at the, at the conference. So, so that's always good, you know. And it is true that they're, they're very welcoming. I, I remember my visit there that, you know, I was taken on a tour of the place by the residents. You know? Right, right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's truly their home. And we try to keep all of the staff yeah. with that perspective that, you know, we're basically, you know, visitors who are facilitating that home-like environment for those individuals who are really the core of who we are and who make Bishop Grady Villas everything that it is. So we're going to have folks who listen to this who are going to want to know more about Bishop Grady. And I know, Kevin, that you the, the tours, we can talk about that, but you're going to get folks who wonder if there's a way to get involved. What are the volunteer opportunities that exist at Bishop Grady Villas? Sure. So we have a wide range of volunteer opportunities. We have, uh, you know, activities that we're doing off property, and it's great to have additional individuals who can be part of that experience. So we're always looking for volunteer support, whether that's supporting the Special Olympics activities we do, the trips into the community, whether it's on property to help teach independent living skills or to give more individualized one-on-one support to those who might need that. One of the programs that we didn't get into is our vocational training program, which Mm -hmm. supports, at this point, 36 individuals who are coming Monday through Friday to learn independent living skills and vocational training, vocational support so that they can move towards that employment outcome. Uh, We'd love to have experiences where subject matter experts can come and talk about various uh, exploration opportunities for employment or for developing independent skills or job skills or mm-hmm. basically there's the sky is kind of the limit on what we can do to provide those opportunities to the individuals we serve. So we'd love to find the person who has an interest and a passion and then match their skills and talents with the opportunities that we can we can come up with either on or off property. We're always looking for opportunities to grow our programs and employment opportunities. So if you, you know, are someone who is an employer or an HR person in an HR role who could open doors so that we could come and talk about the services that we can provide to match those business needs, that can be life-changing for both the individuals we serve and those employers themselves to enrich their environments. For Project Search, we're always looking for potential expansion and looking at larger employers uh, so that that could host a Project Search here. So that's another great opportunity. So there are ways to volunteer on campus and there are ways to volunteer and help the program and the folks benefiting from the program off campus as well. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. If someone wants to find out more about Bishop Grady Villas, what do they do? Well, they're welcome to give us a call. Our number is 407-892-6078. We'll match you with the appropriate staff person. They're always welcome to email me, kjohnson at bishopgradyvillas.org. All one word, Bishop Grady Villas? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm very happy to coordinate a tour or have a discussion on ways that they can get more involved or coordinate them with the appropriate staff person. Great. Is there a website for Bishop Grady Villas? Yes, it is 
bishopgradyvillasoneword.org. Okay. okay. And I'm sure that you must have a donate button there. There is actually, <laughs> believe it or not, we do have that. Yes. So, yes, if you would like to support us with a financial contribution, that would be a blessing. Good. Father Anthony and I have often talked about this concept of mercy in action. And our goal is to really look at ministries around the diocese where, where we see the corporal works of mercy in action. And I think just a, a beautiful, I don't want to call it a twist, but a different application of the corporal works of mercy in action. One of the corporal works is to welcome the stranger. And you've done a great job of articulating how the residents of Bishop Grady Villas really do embrace the stranger. And it's, it's a beautiful thing because, as you said, Kevin, they are incredibly welcoming um, and they're joyful for anyone needing a soothing of heart i strongly recommend that they go out and 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 give kevin a call and and just go visit the facility and see what a beautiful ministry it is and um, i would venture to say that this is not the normal kind of ministry that most dioceses have we're very blessed to have it here it's very unique we are very blessed very few do have that so and particularly in florida well, and, and I will just go out on a limb and say that we are very blessed to have Kevin and his staff running such a beautiful facility and an incredible ministry. Yes. Working you. there for 15 years. You know, <laughs> God bless you and God bless your staff. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. More especially, may God give his blessing to the residents. Amen. Amen. Kevin, thanks for joining us today. Again, folks, we remind you that if you'd like to, like to find out more about Bishop Grady Villas, go to their website, www.bishopgradyvillas.org. Kevin has suggested you can email him at kjohnson at bishopgradyvillas.org. And then, Kevin, the phone number one more time. 407-892-6078. Thank you very much for sharing with us an absolutely beautiful ministry in the Diocese of Orlando. Thanks for having me. Sure. Thank you.